0: Hello friends and welcome to episode 494 of the juice box podcast on today's show Phoebe that's it I just liked Phoebe I really enjoy talking to her I think you're going to enjoy listening to her isn't that easy it's simple Phoebe's a type one she's had diabetes for a while. It's moved all over the country. Her dad is super interesting. Please listen to this episode. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This episode came within a hair's breadth of being called Possum Trot. Anyway, Smelly Cat was also in there, but for reasons that will not be evident while you're listening to most of you. Nevertheless, this is Phoebe. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Please, please go to ContourNext.com forward slash Juice It is the most comprehensive website about the Contour Next One that you'll ever find. I mean, that seems obvious, but seriously, there's a ton of stuff there. The meter is incredibly accurate, uh, rather affordable, and it has second chance test strips. It's worth your time to look into. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. The episode is also sponsored by the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. Summer is here, people. It is time to swim and frolic. And you'd love to do it with an Omnipod. Trust me. It is tubeless. It does not encumber you while you're doing such things. And you do not have to disconnect to go into water. That's a big deal. A really, really big deal. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. Find out. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box.
1: Hi, my name is Phoebe. I live in Livermore, California. It's a a town maybe about an hour east of San Francisco. Um, But I'm from the East Coast, so it's weird being in California for me still. And I have been a type 1 diabetic for, oh God, got to do math, 27 27 years.
0: Why did you pick this time if you're from California? It's so early in the morning.
1: Because I have Fridays off, and I also use Friday as chore day. So by the time we're done, all of the grocery stores will uh, be starting to open, and I can go before everyone else goes.
0: Wait a minute. How old are you? Why are you so well planned out? (laughs)
1: I blame my husband. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs>
0: Wait, you blame does he hit you if you don't have groceries? No. No. Is no, he, he can he hear this? <laughs> she just looked over her shoulder. Goodbye. She just no, looked over he, her shoulder. Make a sign if you're scared. And <laughs> she needs me to call 911. No, <laughs> no, 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 no he, seriously.
1: I um when we fir- when we first moved in together and we went grocery shopping together, we would go like the second the grocery store opens, we're like in the grocery store and I've just gotten used to that. And now when I go to the grocery store, when there's, you know, a million people, I'm like, oh, so you no knows grocery store etiquette. Why, why am I dealing with people in a par- <laughs> parking lot? This
0: is the worst. <laughs> Phoebe, are you telling me that you have rules that are so specific around grocery store shopping that if you don't show up when no one's there, it ruins the experience for you?
1: It does now, actually. Yes, I used to not care, but my uh, bandwidth for dealing with other people in a grocery store just significantly decreased so over time. That's
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I've been I've been up. I've already started laundry. Uh, instead of doing a podcast, I would probably have cleaned all the bathrooms. Fridays are my chore days, um, and. Yeah, by the time I would get home, the only thing would be left is fold laundry and mop the floors.
0: That's hilarious. Uh, let me see something here. I was gonna say <clears throat> I'm a little hung up here. I, I I was gonna say that when I talk to people on the phone, I can't sit down and do it. So I'm a huge proponent of cleaning toilets while um while I'm on yeah, the phone. Yeah. So I find myself saying a lot, "Hey." I'm about to flush the <laughs> toilet not going to the
1: bathroom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that I have to explain that I enjoy by the way enjoy cleaning toilets while I'm on the phone is an incorrect statement. I just feel like it's a good use of time that would otherwise it's be a better wasted. Use of yeah, time. yeah, yeah.
1: When when I'm on like a a conference call that I don't have to be act a very active member. That's usually when I'll like sweep the floors, do the kitty litter, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I hear you. Okay. So, I guess I want to understand how you got to California from the East Coast.
1: Oh, gosh. So, well, let me back it up to when I graduated from college. (laughs) Um, Since graduating college, I've lived in Baton Rouge, Kentucky, North Carolina, New Jersey, um, the Philly area, Alexandria, Virginia, and now California. Um,
0: Because...
1: Oh, God, You're so a lot of law? it. Was, a lot of it was job related. Okay. So I got my first job in a chemical plant in Baton Rouge, and then the project that they hired um, a lot of people for was canceled, or they had to, um, basically scratch it. So then they transferred a bunch of us new hires throughout the company. And that's how I ended up in Kentucky as a uranium tetrafluoride production engineer. And then.
0: What? now? uh, What are you smart or something, Phoebe? What's going on here? I never know who I'm getting on this podcast. What do you know that other people don't know?
1: A lot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm I'm, so I'm a chemical engineer through my college degree. And currently I am a safety engineer at a national lab. Um, and between then and now I've had all different kinds of manufacturing jobs, but being in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, just as a not married 22 year old was like the worst thing you could be, uh, you know, the prospects out there, whereas, well, well, at least he has all his teeth.
0: (laughs) Hey, people listen to this uh, this podcast in Kentucky, Phoebe. You're killing me.
1: Hi, people from Paducah. <laughs> it's between Possum Trot and Monkey's Eyebrow. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that. Wait
0: a minute. Did you make that up?
1: <laughs> no, those are real towns. Right, and listen, I ha- my husband has a, a shirt that says, uh, Welcome to Possum Trot, Kentucky.
0: I have to tell everybody listening from Kentucky right now that if that's actually true, and I think I have no reason to doubt Phoebe, then her snarkiness earlier is reasonable and i don't think we can hold her uh, account. I promise. It. It. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: it's true. It's not like i was in Louisville or Lexington or you know one of the populous areas. Um like the nearest target was an hour away. That's See, just a very rural to...
0: place. By yourself when you're 22.
1: Yeah, Was exactly. it a really
0: good job or was it just you needed to start somewhere or what's the idea behind
1: uh, it? Uh kind of i needed to start somewhere because when i got transferred i was only 6 months into my career and Quitting at that point would be it would be harder to start up. So I was like, all right, I'll go here, I'll work until, you know, my contract is so I don't have to pay back relocation. And then I'll just find something else. And then that's what I did. And I was in a rotational program for hi.
0: She's Sorry. killing a cat while we're talking. What are you doing to that poor cat? Oh This is
1: new. He he meows when he wants attention. That's
0: okay. I do something similar.
1: Yeah. Um, No, he he literally will forget where Andrew and I are when we go to bed. And I just realized that it's really dark in my room. And he'll meow from downstairs and we have to essentially invite him um, upstairs into the bedroom so he can, you know come snuggle.
0: All right. So um, well, w- give me a second here. So you're, I understand taking a job anywhere when you start off, but the mm-hmm. part that throws me off a little bit is being by yourself. And cause I am ima- I'm imagining maybe I'm wrong that you work all day and then there's not a lot to do. You don't know anybody and you're not near anything. Is that how you're? That's yeah. You know? That's
1: pretty much what Kentucky was. Um, I actually started dating Andrew when I was in Kentucky. He was a groomsman. And I was a bridesmaid at our close friends um, from college wedding, and so I met him and uh, told off my ex at that same wedding. And like, I I knew when I saw Andrew, I was like, "Hmm, all right, target acquired." (laughs) So you
0: saw Andrew and thought he's better than the one I have? (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. Um,
1: and uh, yeah, I saw Andrew flirted very heavily and then that job at that job we had a four-day weekend for labor day and we had been texting each other because he was in new york getting his phd and i was in kentucky just wasting away (laughs) and um you know we had been texting and i was like hey i have a four-day weekend for labor day what should i do and i think he jokingly was like oh you should come to buffalo and I was like, I could come to Buffalo. And then like 10 seconds later, I purchased a plane ticket and
0: Phoebe, went are you, to Buffalo. That's amazing. Are you unstable or no? Are you just free? No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, he's,
1: he's a good, he's one of the best friends of one of my best friends from college. So she has good taste. Um, so
0: I have to tell I knew you, he
1: wasn't like a weirdo.
0: For people in Kentucky, it does not bode well that Buffalo was the place she escaped to. <laughs> just, just so, and he was
1: getting his PhD. He's smart, so that's very fine. nice.
0: So we're gonna have little tiny smart babies one day. I hope so. Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy if they were kind of dumb? <laughs> oh, the two God, you were just like, like
1: wor- <laughs> that's like other than them getting type one diabetes, them being like dumb <laughs> or their favorite uh, subject being English is like my worst nightmare
0: (laughs) i had a conversation (laughs) yesterday with a couple and i don't do a lot of Mm three-ways i don't do a lot of three-way recordings but this was fun and and they were both um very like they had very you know kind of specific like traits and hobbies and things and all i could think the whole time i was talking to them is their kids gonna want to play football (laughs) and they're just gonna sit there (laughs) for years
1: i hope hope if i have a son he doesn't want to play football soccer's fine (laughs) Just, uh, but football with all those head injuries just freaks me out. Oh, I didn't bit.
0: even meet the head injuries. These people were just the furthest thing from sporting enthusiasts that you were ever going to meet. And I thought, imagine if they had to sit on a field for 15 years. It would probably ruin oh, their no, lives. Oh, we, no,
1: we'd love it. See, you so you were Okay. We're both Penn Staters. Um, so, I mean, we have a wall dedicated to, like, um, football stadium, the football stadium panoramas mm-hmm. in our home
0: so so this is this is what we need to get to from your email she's going to show me yeah well this is the exact lunacy i would that's our dartboard yeah from somebody who went to penn state now uh, so when i so when when phoebe sends me an email she just says kind of like you know i was in college i did this like dance marathon to raise money for cancer and i yeah. was like immediately being from the northeast i thought Phoebe went to Penn State because.
1: Well, especially since you're in Jersey, I'm sure you've either seen the canners or have almost hit one with your car.
0: I have grown up around a bunch of Penn State students standing on corners collecting nickels and dimes for a very large portion of my life. Um And I know about somehow I tangentially understand that there's this dance marathon to raise money for cancer. But mostly, what I know about people from Penn State are is that they um they are just shy of being cult members, Uh, because (laughs) (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Why do you all love it so much?
1: Um. So you know, people are like, "Well, it's such a big school, aren't you just a number?" And honestly, the way I went through it is you make it, you make the school as big or as small as you want it to be. By the time I was a senior, like, you know, I was, I was knee deep in my engineering classes. I was involved with Thon. I was involved with homecoming. I was in a sorority. I was in another club. And there's just, there's so much to do. And of course, you know, football is just fun. And at that time, you're, you're 18 to 22 years old you have absolutely no responsibilities compared to being you know a mm. real life adult and you know when you're, when your biggest responsibility is making sure that you study for a test um, with your other engineering friends it's just I don't know it was it was probably one of the funnest four years of my life and um, football was a big part of that.
0: I have so. never met a person who went to Penn State who didn't absolutely adore it just never. Yeah,
1: I so. it was and plus, you know, I mean, not to you know totally miss out on like the the academic part. Like Penn State Engineering is a top engineering school. Yeah, it's a good school. Like it it's it's a uh, you know, and plus the good thing too is um they tell you the statistic when you're going through it. Um one in 1 every 100 working professionals is a Penn Stater. So um you yeah, know, we'll
0: eventually we'll meet somebody maybe, else. Maybe a be-
1: hiring manager is a former Penn Stater and boom, connected, click.
0: Yeah, and then Get you the do. The, then you do the secret handshake that only you from Penn State and the devil knows. And the next thing you know, yeah, see, you've got she's making a. <laughs> a you know, maybe there is a handshake. All right, let's not mess with these people, just in case they really are a cult, and I don't want them coming after me. Uh, yeah, but anyway, not. no, no, I, she's like, no, we're not. Which is exactly what they would train you to say, by the way, Phoebe.
1: <laughs> True. The Kool Aid is delicious, by the
0: way. So you're diagnosed at what age?
1: I was going into my third birthday. I actually had to ask my parents about my diagnosis story because I didn't really know it. Okay. So um, I first asked my mom and she was like, we were shopping for your third birthday cake and, oh, backstory. My mom is a nurse and my dad is a surgeon. Okay. So medical, strong medical background for both of these people.
0: Hey, real and, quick before you start, were they shopping early in the morning before anybody else was there for your birthday cake? I think so
1: I think so. Honestly. Find that my mom out. said it was in the morning.
0: Yeah, find <laughs> that out and send me an email.
1: <laughs> we'll do. Okay. Um, so you know, my mom was like, You were very specific. You wanted the mermaid cake. And as we were <clears throat> as we were shopping, oh, sorry, I needed some water real quick. You're fine. <clears throat> there we go. Um as we were shopping, I go, Mama, I'm thirsty. And she was like, okay, well, it's May. It's warm out. Have a juice box. And then I go, Mama, I'm still thirsty. And she's like, wow, you're really drinking this really fast. Are you okay? And I go, yeah, my mouth feels like cotton. And she's like, cotton? What the what the hell? And so she was already on alert because that's just a weird thing for a two, almost three-year-old to say.
0: Yeah.
1: And then she's talking to my dad later that night she's like, hey, Phoebe's been acting kind of weird. She's been going to the bathroom a lot. And she told me her mouth felt like cotton. And my my dad was like, oh, that's really odd. Well, let's keep our eye on her for the next couple of days. Um, And I think the next day is a weekend. But my dad had to do some rounds at the hospital. And he brought me with him. And I would toddle after him. And apparently all the nurses loved it. And before we go, I'm like, Papa, I have to pee. And he's like, all right, we'll go pee. And then we get to the hospital, not even a 15-minute drive away. Papa, I have to pee again. Huh, okay. He takes me to the bathroom and he's only gone and he's all we're only there for like an hour. And I'm like, Papa, I have to pee again. He's like, okay. How let's and he takes me to the emergency room and finds me an empty bed. He's like, sit up here, Phoebe, and let's test your blood sugar. And it was like 420. And he's like, Oh, damn it. (laughs) So (laughs) um yeah, so I think between the time my parents noticed, I had symptoms, and when they actually confirmed a diagnosis, it was less than 48 hours. Yeah. And um, I actually have a half-brother who's 20 years, wait, now, 30 years older than me. 30? No.
0: That seems unreasonable. Yeah. Is he? No. Papa you have a 60-year-old half-brother?
1: Yeah. I,
0: I and your dad's 114?
1: Bear's <laughs> oh gosh he was 60 when I turned 21 so he's 69 yes yeah 70 80 82 90 yeah so David was born in 70 and he has type 1 diabetes um okay hold on and we're Phoebe, we're, you, we're related through dad yeah I was gonna
0: say <laughs> slow down a second here
1: sorry I'm excited and nervous
0: you're you're excited and nervous yes are you seriously a little bit every one of you who says that if my wife could hear you, she would smack you in the head for being nervous to be near me. Um, okay, but, but wait, I need to understand. Not that I think it has anything to do with anything, but maybe it does. You're 30 now. Yes. You literally have a half-brother who is 69 years old?
1: No, my dad is 69 <laughs> Your dad years is
0: 69 old. years old. So your dad had your half-brother when he was nine. My no. dad is a sexual Sorry, prodigy.
1: I did, <laughs> I, da- <laughs> I did math wrong. Okay. Sorry, David. David is 50. Okay. And then I think Tara is about to turn. Tara is my half sister. Let mm-hmm. me start over. My dad has been married three times, and he has had kids in each of those relationships. Gotcha. From his first marriage was David. David is the other type one diabetic in the family. Got it. From his second marriage came um, Tara, then Levi. And then from his third marriage came came me. Okay. So I'm I have siblings, but I would say I grew up an only child.
0: I hear that. Do, does your dad have any um, children from his fourth or fifth marriage?
1: Uh, no. No. From not from his fourth. He's recently remarried.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Is your dad like the Genghis Khan of doctors? <laughs> Is he just... No comment. I, no comment. Like, I
1: don't know if I want my dad to listen to this or not. Is so he we'll just see. like...
0: Is he get up every morning and just kind of crack his fingers and go, hmm... Who's it going to be? I'm going <laughs> to spread some seed today, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. I got gotcha. you. Okay. All right. By the way, I was joking. And then when you told me he was married again, I was like, damn, I'm intuitive. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although, how intuitive do you have to be? So, okay. Yeah, right
1: but I, dad's
0: um, got a ton of energy
1: yeah he and does no money he, I'm betting no he's, <laughs> yeah. he he's doing okay doing quite fine he lives in the middle of nowhere Maine and his house is on the bay and I get jealous every time I see pictures and he lobster fishes for himself and yeah his and he, lobsters better make
0: sure they don't get pregnant <laughs> no, dad, yeah, I know.
1: dad is just a he's the most like eclectic man I've known. And until I met my husband, he was like the smartest man I've ever known.
0: So it's interesting. That is really kind of interesting. Okay. So you have an older half brother who also has type one. So your dad is diagnosed
1: at 15. And according to my dad, his symptoms were much slower onset than mine. Like it took them a while to figure out David was um, a diabetic. But for me, it was like,
0: right away well he had also seen it before i'm imagining unless he was
1: true yeah yeah.
0: that's interesting he's so he's the the through thread between the diabetes your father Mm -hmm. gotcha yeah your dad can get anybody pregnant and make a baby with type 1 diabetes (laughs) he's like a superhero probably i mean
1: two two out of four kids right that's
0: he's batting 500 yeah i really i know he's older but i'd like to see him knock up two more ladies to see what happens
1: (laughs) (laughs) my dad kind of looks like the most interesting man in the world is how I would, but paler. With <laughs> eyes.
0: So you imagine the most interesting man with a with a darker sheen.
1: Uh, like the you know the original Dos Equis man. Yes, he was very tan. My oh, dad is he not. He literally.
0: Tan, oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. All right,
1: that's who my dad looks I, like. You
0: weren't just being. Uh, there was no hyperbole there. You were literally no, saying. No, the no, Do I was Saki's actually guy. making
1: a, a a real reference. A real
0: reference. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I got to stop using so many big words or people are going to figure out I know more than I say I do. Um, let's get back to me saying great and wow. All right. Now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not much smarter than I purport to be on the podcast, by the way. Me neither. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So you are diagnosed at 3
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was it like growing up with type one? That was 27 years ago. And I can do math reasonably well. That was like 1997.
1: No, ninety three. N- yeah, so
0: 93. I, I, I transposed the seven and the three in my ma- in my backwards math. Okay, nineteen ninety three. Fair enough. Yep.
1: Um,
0: I I by the way in nineteen ninety three I was twenty four years old. So nice. you seem very young to me. And um, and so what was it like growing up? I'm putting the ads here because this episode's about to heat up. And I don't want to interrupt it when it does. So quickly, let me tell you about this Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. That is 30 days of using the Omnipod Dash insulin pump for free. That's 30 days, one twelfth of a year where you're not paying for insulin pumps just to try the Dash. And you're not even like hooked in. Like you can be like, ah, oh, never mind, I don't want it. It's fine. Maybe use this opportunity to see what it's like to swim without, you know, having to disconnect your tubed pump. That's a big deal for those of you who are tube pumpers, right? You disconnect to get in the shower and then maybe you forget and don't connect again. And the next thing you know, your blood sugar is 250 or you jump in the water. and Now you don't have your basal insulin for a while. These problems are, um, they're real. And they can be avoided using the Omnipod. So check it out. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Don't disconnect to go to the beach. Don't disconnect to get in the water, to take a shower, a bath, to frolic about. Do you ever have somebody point a hose at you and say, Oh God, don't spray me, my insulin pump. Mm, don't have to do that anymore either. Head out in the backyard and shoot each other with a hose. You can do that with an Omnipod. There are a lot of other great features about the Omnipod that I am now don't have time to tell you about, but this whole uh, bit about it being tubeless and uh, eligible to get into the watery situations. It's a big push here for the summertime. Don't forget about it. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Now you have an insulin pump or you don't, you have a CGM or you don't, but everybody has a meter, but not everybody has a great meter, but you can. And it is not expensive. The Contour Next One meter is the most accurate, easy to use, easy to hold, lovable little meter that my daughter has ever had. It is the favorite of mine, personally. I love it. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Second chance test strips where you can go back in and get more blood if you don't get enough the first time without ruining the test strip or impacting the accuracy of the test. And the accuracy is crazy. It is a, it is so good. It's so accurate. It's accurate. Do you understand? It's super accurate. Find out about it. Contournext.com forward slash juice If you don't need anything else from a meter, at the very least, you need accuracy. But this meter's got so much more. It's going to fit great in your pocket, in your bag, in your purse. It is incredibly affordable. You actually may be eligible for a free one. You can find out at the link. Uh, Seriously, head over. It's the most comprehensive blood glucose meter website I've ever seen in my life. The people who put it together really made sure that everything you needed to know was on that site and it was easily accessible. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Go find out if you're eligible for the free 30 day trial of the dash. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. And now we are going to dig into Phoebe's life and laugh like hyenas there are links to these sponsors and all of the sponsors at juiceboxpodcast.com or right there in the show notes of your podcast player. All right, you guys ready? You're not ready for this, but you're going to love it.
1: I don't remember growing up with any other type one diabetics and it, it was actually quite hard in the early years because my, my parents divorced shortly after my diagnosis or the same year of my diagnosis.
0: Well, he's on a schedule. He can't, <laughs> and I'm sure it had <laughs> nothing to do with you guys. He just had to keep moving. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: But, um, so my, my mom and I moved to Atlanta and the the reason I moved back in with my dad is apparently my um, daycare didn't handle my diabetes well. They would administer insulin, but they wouldn't draw it up. So every day during lunch, my mom had to sit three year old Phoebe on the phone and had me count the lines that I could see.
0: And That's eventually, she what? That's arbitrary.
1: It's so, so weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and she's a nurse, so it's not, and she was a nurse and now a single mother. So it's not like she could just, yeah. you know, be at home with me to take care of me. So she was just like, I guess she called my dad and was like, Oh, and I, it, this isn't working. Um, she needs to come be with you or there's more resources. And cause you know, my, my dad was a essentially like a big fish in a small pond kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, you know, with him being a orthopedic surgeon, he's operated on everyone's mom, grandma, blah, blah, blah. And I had already had an established nanny at that up there. So I moved back in with my dad. And from what what I can remember, you know, there were definitely no other type ones. Um, And my dad was very, very adamant that I learned how to do everything I needed to do without the help of an adult. So by the time I could do long division, he was having me calculate my, my dosages. Um, You know, it was, it was hard at first because I was on NPH and regular back in the day. Mm -hmm. And that just, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I just remembered a funny story. So with NPH and regular, um, we've talked, you've talked about this before, but you have to be on a very specific eating schedule and i was the pickiest eater in the whole world. Yeah. Like the the juice on my food could not touch on the plate. If it did i wouldn't eat it. Okay. And i had learned that if i just hold out long enough, dad will panic and feed me whatever i want. <laughs> so, one day it backfired and it was time to get ready for school. And he poured me some cereal and I took a bite and I was like, Mm-mm, daddy, I don't like this. And he just, he was like, damn it, Phoebe, I am not doing it this morning. You are going to eat your cereal and you are going to go to school. <laughs> so, so I eat the cereal. I'm crying. I'm like, I don't like it, daddy. It tastes bad. And
0: <laughs> turns
1: <laughs> out, go to school. Everything's fine come home dad's like all right we need to go to the store we need to get some milk i was like but we have a full thing of milk and he's like oh sweetheart i'm so sorry it was spoiled (laughs) (laughs) true story
0: the the day he decided he couldn't put up with your bullshit anymore (laughs) was the day the milk (laughs) was banned and then he made you eat it
1: (laughs) that is exactly what happened that's great Uh, that is exactly what happened um (laughs) yeah so and and think of you know I think I was like five or six at that time too, and I was stubborn and petty enough to just plow through it anyways. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: if yeah, um, well you see. won.
0: You ate that milk. You ate that. I ate. It. Yeah.
1: I ate it. I didn't drink the milk, and he was like, "That's fine." but i ate it just
0: get out and of my house go to go to school <laughs> just go to school i got ladies coming over you got to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then and so but yeah he he was very adamant that i knew cuz with him being a doctor um you know I, I i couldn't call him to ask hey what should i do for this mm-hmm. um so he he made sure I knew what to do. Of course, when he was he was there, he would double check things. And sorry, cat second coming cat back. coming in.
0: There's another cat.
1: Yeah, this one's Meowzer.
0: Oh, Meowzer. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you guys could see. That is a pretty cat. Um, Thank you. No, of course. Well, so you, you, his schedule didn't really allow for you to be in contact with him. And so no. how did, how did,
1: and also texting wasn't a thing. So it was all phone calls and beepers. It was just,
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, so back in the day, like, and I was a latchkey kid, you know, I would come home from like kindergarten and let myself in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, think you know, people I, even I, I knew understand how to make that, scrambled man? eggs from a young age. I knew how to make a sandwich. Like I knew how to cook for myself. All from a very young age. Wow. Because if anything happened, I like it's it's me. It's not
0: I really am finding myself wondering if people even understand like younger people would even understand the concept of that. Like if I tried to explain to my son that you used to come home in kindergarten, bust out your key, let yourself in the house, and start making some eggs.
1: (laughs) If he would just be like
0: no one called the if, police if we,
1: if we did that now like cps would be all over us but back, back then it was totally normal yeah. right
0: yeah I, I um i i raised my brothers <laughs> I mean, pretty much <laughs> right like, you know yeah uh yeah i, I don't think that um is this common anymore i'm sure it still happens but it, it's just probably not nearly as common um, but Good. Well,
1: all I know is being so independent growing up. I, I did go to diabetes camp once. I didn't like it because I felt like, oh, why are all of I don't like being around other diabetics? Why are you trying to tell me to do with my, with my diabetes? You don't know anything. Go away. Um, I, I grew up to be so hyper independent that I have a hard time sharing when I need help because okay. it, it's my thing. It, you know, um, that's been pretty much the only cause of like a disagreement between andrew and i too it's just like he's like you need to tell me when you are low and i'm like yeah but usually i've already taken care of it and like one time i literally sat in front of him with a my checker two gatorades and i thought that was enough and then i finally came back up and i was like that was a bad one he was like why didn't you tell me i was like because i was i already handled it it's fine
0: So So. this is interesting, seriously, because the people I told you about earlier, I recorded with yesterday. Mm -hmm. I am going to be certain that whenever one of them comes out, that yours comes out, they come Mm -hmm. out together. Because these people um, are a younger married couple, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she, the non-diabetic, is incredibly involved in his type 1. And it was seamless the way they talked about it. And you're yeah. like get away from so, me if I have to die I'll die but you're not helping me <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes um, I, I have gotten better so I have a dexcom mm-hmm. and the hardest thing for me to do was to let Andrew follow me um, which he he does now and he gosh I was working out the other day and I started to dip and he has a song that apparently, he was driving the other day and he was listening, listening to low by the Foo Fighters. And he's like, "This song is you. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, it's called low. And the opening lyrics are, um, Hey, you, are you in there? I'm stuck outside you. And he's like, when you're, when you're low enough, you just go somewhere else and no one can reach you. Um, So he pushed that song onto the Alexa and I had to yell downstairs like, I'm fine. Leave me alone.
0: (laughs) So he's just now, because you won't allow him to be involved with your diabetes care. He's now just playing taunting music at you while you're low.
1: Uh, I, I occasionally let him in. I I've told him, you know, Oh, maybe we should practice having you put a, uh, like insulin pump site on me and stuff like that. And, he, he knows the basics. He knows how to use my pump. He knows what a low blood sugar is, what a high blood sugar is, and how to correct for each. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, so this is my thing. It's not your thing. It's mine.
0: Right. Well, okay. So, so besides the fact, and I'm not a psychologist, obviously, I'm just a podcaster. <laughs> but besides the fact that your father- um. Mm-hmm instilled in you that you needed to take care of this by yourself at an age that is so young that i don't imagine you could escape the the message um so besides that though what would the problem be like forget your like uh, Uh, any neurosis feelings you have about it like what, what would the issue be with him helping
1: it there's really no issue um another thing was you know um so Another thing is like my dad was so stoic and very serious. My mom was quite emotional. And anytime that I had a bad blood sugar, I would hear, you're going to lose your feet. You're going to go on dialysis. You can't let your blood sugar be 250. What are you doing? Who said this to you? (laughs) My mom.
0: Phoebe, I'm starting to think (laughs) you You might have <laughs> lost makes sense now, You right? might have lost the parent lottery a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, I am mean, sure they they're lovely great, and everything,
0: but no, I'm not saying that. I'm just the, the, Great parents, yeah, but yeah, yeah. when
1: it when it came to when it came to diabetes, like if I needed help, I'm sure I could have gone to them, but you know, and with them being divorced, I I had my mom and I had my dad, so when it was like who do I go to? It was whoever I was living with and my mom would panic at other numbers, and which is funny because she's a nurse; like she should not panic. Um, and whenever we got like a bad A1C, it was well, what are you doing? wrong. Not hey, what can we fix together? Um,
0: can I ask? So you, that just
1: led yeah go.
0: I, I want to ask you a question. So this just happened recently. Like I just made an episode that's actually going to go up in a couple of hours, and it Sweet. it started from uh, a Facebook. Question that someone asked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're inside the private Facebook group, but so inside. The I just joined. Oh, thank you. Uh, inside <laughs> yeah. the private Facebook group, someone, a parent of a child, said, "Hey, mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of adults in here. What you know? What would you? What what kind of advice would you give? Like, what did you learn from growing up with diabetes? Right? And oh, it yeah. went all kinds of different interesting directions. But one of the things that stuck out just now while you were talking to me was that this adult believed. That when their parents were harsh or angry or you know, you have to do this. That it was really just fear coming out as anger. That they were just mm-hmm. afraid for you and oh, didn't it, know what to absolutely, do. Absolutely
1: right, right. Um, and you know, it it really is. It was ju- really was just fear. Like you know, I'm I'm my mom's only child, and she like if anything happens to me, she would just crumble right mm-hmm. so she wants me to be healthy she wants me to pop out like a million kids um and <laughs> when i was younger anytime that my blood sugars were out of whack um which you know back in the day whack, whack was you know below an eight right okay that was like the general consensus of the 90s and stuff
0: um S- say that again the below an eight a1c yeah yeah so if you were below no, like, an eight things were upside so, down oh great oh that was just no great. if i was
1: below an eight things were great okay um because back in the back in the day they preached the better high than low
0: right don't yeah.
1: want her to go low and um now we're learning well we don't want them to go high either yeah. so
0: why just one um, why, why do we always pick one why is it always this know. or that in life i'm stuck on yeah. this lately no one can just see the nuance. It's always just this or that. It it's no there's never a blend. And, there's never a mix. I don't know.
1: I know. And um, you know, I've I've started ever since listening to your podcast, I have gotten more aggressive with my insulin and I'm I'm at a 5.2 now, which was a huge success for me. Um I've been in like the low sixes for the past couple of years, but then I was like, hmm, pre huh? All right, let's give that a whirl. <laughs>
0: that and took a dropped point my
1: a1c by a whole point yeah <laughs> um
0: wow. that's cool what about your spikes how do how have they changed since you pre-balls what did they nor what did they once were
1: spike now is like 160
0: right. like
1: yeah and i have my glucose or i have my dexcom alarm to set to like 120 i wish i could set it lower because uh but for some reason it doesn't let me alert lower than 120 but really? whatever yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the app or what have you. I think you um, should be
0: able to, but
1: I'll it, have to fiddle we'll with it. We'll figure
0: that out, neither here nor there. I am uh, proud of you. I don't. You. I don't know you, and you don't need my adulation. But that was very. <laughs> but cool. it's
1: nice to have, regardless. Yeah,
0: that's very. That's lovely. I mean, uh, uh, how long did it take you to take a full point out of your A one C?
1: No, uh, three months. Yeah,
0: that's what I think too. I don't think it yeah. takes long at all. Um, <laughs> and I agree with you. One sixty is the number where I start thinking I messed this up, like like you you know what I mean. I don't
1: feel good anymore at one sixty. I don't. I get a little bit queasy. Um, and you know I'm I'm thirty, and my husband and I have been talking about the baby thing. Um, my my two good friends in California, they're both pregnant now, so apparently it's contagious. Yeah. Um, and. I was like, all right, well, pregnancy is going to be a number. And he's like, well, you don't know that. I'm like, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to, it's, it's, if, even if it's an easy pregnancy, the diabetes part is going to suck. And then if it's not an easy pregnancy, pregnancy is going to suck and diabetes is going to suck. So we have an agreement that I'll be pregnant once, like we'll get through a healthy pregnancy once, and then I don't have to do it again I don't
0: have uh, to do it again <laughs> your your verbiage is terrific there. If I was you, <laughs> I would just trade those two cats in for a larger animal and <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're thinking about getting a puppy yeah
0: something with uh, a more human face, and I think you're finished, really <laughs> so are yeah. you scared so I want to know about this. Are you scared to, ha- to be pregnant a little bit yeah. yeah.
1: it it freaks me out one because, you know, you have this thing growing in you and it like, that's just kind of odd, you know, in the first place. And then, you know, my diabetes is affected by every single decision that I make throughout the day, whether it's doing something or not doing something. And if I, if I mess it up, you know, it could hurt the baby and people try to be like, well, it's never your fault. Just manage your diabetes. I'm like, you're telling me, two conflicting things. You're telling me to manage my diabetes, but if I don't manage my diabetes and something happens, then it's not my fault. It's like, you got to pick one or the other. Um, there's a difference
0: between the kind of comfort we give each other so that we all don't lose our minds and, and, and what's what's real. real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, like I would know that if something had happened because I'd let my blood sugars run high for a little bit, um, And I I also know that it's not like one high blood sugar. It's consistent high blood sugars. So I'm basically right now, I'm trying to practice Mm -hmm. pregnancy blood sugars without being pregnant. And I think I've gotten the hang of it a little bit.
0: I think that's a great idea, honestly.
1: Uh, I have the time. Um, We're not looking to do it anytime soon. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Did the the pro tip episode on pregnancy help you at all?
1: Oh, yeah, that was actually the first um, what I, the first few episodes that I listened to.
0: OK, yeah. So, well, so you- And
1: I was like, huh. All right. So it's doable. It sounds terrible, but it sounds
0: doable. <laughs> so your concern really is if I'm if I can dig into this a little bit, your concern yeah. is that you think you can do it. Now you've proved that you can do it. Now you're worried that you just arbitrarily won't do it or that something will happen so wonky that you can't. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm scared that just because I can handle it without being pregnant and the added hormones. And gosh, I, like I was talking to a doctor and they're like, we want you to eat a bajillion carbs a day. And I was like, how about no? You know, like they want you to eat like 50 carbs at every meal and have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, and don't forget your 20 carbs of snacks. And I'm just like, so you want me to be? In the 200s all no, the time? they're going to ask you That's to use, what's going to happen. It's
0: going to be a lot more insulin is what it's going to be.
1: Yeah. yeah gosh, I know.
0: It's going to be a lot more. And it's, that's it's gonna weird be like to puberty. wrap my head
1: around. Like all of my basal rates are between 0.8 and 0.9. And the fact that it would have to go up to like three is just like it, it's – I know it's the insulin that I'll need and it's not going to cause me to tank because my body needs it, Mm -hmm. but it's still, it's still a bit of a mind warp. Yeah.
0: It's hard to wrap your head around. And
1: it really is.
0: I I really want to, I actually want to have somebody on to talk more about that. And I don't even know how to like blend it into an episode or not, but (laughs) it, it really makes all the sense in the world. And at the same time from an outsider's it's, it's perspective so it's meaningless weird. like the, yeah. do you know what I mean like from my perspective what is I, I what is it what does it matter if it's 0. 0.8 or 1.8 like what do you- I,
1: it, I don't know it's such a weird thing and I can tell too like all right if if I don't exercise like my blood sugars do start to creep up a little bit so I make sure like I exercise every day I, I just don't I don't maybe it's a pride thing about having so
0: that's th- that's the thing i can't figure out because i do think i see people <laughs> Why is it doing so
1: prideful to be like i don't
0: use i don't use insulin. much insulin look at me yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i that's because you see it a lot with adults especially and it's a big impediment for people making improvements um i even see this like you know listen somebody will come to me you know in, in my private life and they've got they've got blood sugars that are pretty consistently in the 250s yeah. you know with their kid i can use a reasoning And you're example. just
1: like they need more insulin. Well i'm
0: like this isn't hard to figure out. They treat by the time it's <laughs> over they're like you're a genius. I'm like am i? You know like so but but the kids say the kids basal is 0.3, right? Right. And i say i think the basal needs to be more like 0.6. Well they're right. like oh my god no that's double. And i'm like double. yeah what
1: but clearly, uh, right.
0: and, and, your and, body needs it. So to dig into the psychology behind it, at some point, that kid's basal was 0.15, right? And mm-hmm. 0.3 is already doubled. And they can't right. imagine that one day that kid's going to weigh 110 pounds and his basal is going to be 1.2 an hour. You, you know or what I mean? He's go-
1: or he's going to be going through puberty and that's just going to...
0: Yeah, which is then <laughs> leads to why when ladies get their periods... They can't, Ugh. they can't make that leap with their baseline. So I'm helping Arden's friend the other day. I I swear to you, if, if the FBI ever looks at my text messages, I think I'm at least going to get investigated because I'm texting a 16 year old girl. You have to be <laughs> sure and let me know when your period starts, which I'm assuming <laughs> does not look good from the outside. Right. So,
1: no. so yeah, well, her... I mean, shark week just throws everything <laughs> off.
0: So, but this little girl's basal doubles. For yeah. a, for oh, a portion wow. of her cycle, it goes from like one point two an hour to like two in Jeez. basal. And if it doesn't, her blood sugars go right up in the two seventies, and they won't come down again. Wow, just like that. Yeah
1: for for me, uh, Shark Week causes not so much basal insensitivity, but it seems like when I dose, it takes longer for my insulin to start acting. So I have to pre this even earlier not necessarily a higher amount, but, and and then of course, you know, it, it takes longer to start working, but then I feel like it's more sensitive. So if I don't time it right, I'll, I'll spike and then I'll just tank.
0: And I think I remember Samantha talking about that in her pregnancy, like series about the pre bolus being much longer. Mm -hmm. Right. Was that helpful to hear her? Did you hear her stuff?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. No, it was it was great. Cool. I, I looked up every single um, pregnancy episode and listened to it and it definitely calmed me down a bit and then we also made an appointment with a maternal fetal metal, medicine doctor and he was like, "Yeah, you can start right now if you want." I was like, "No."
0: So um, what, so the other piece of this has to be too is you have a I'm assuming a taxing job.
1: Um yeah, it's not too bad. I have a. I'm a safety engineer, so my role is a lot of documentation um, and also just making sure that um, when someone does introduce like a new process, a new chemical, we go through the. Okay, well, what if there's a reaction we didn't expect for? What if um, we overpressure the system? What could go wrong, and who could get hurt? Um, things like that. And I just,
0: it's a desk job then. Like you uh, work from a part,
1: part desk, part being involved with like a a research project.
0: Ah, see, in my mind, this was like an eighties movie and you had a white plastic helmet on a long white coat. You were holding a clipboard with safety goggles on walking around somewhere, checking things out. So I, no,
1: I I do that too. You do that too.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of everything. Um, You know, I, I find it to be pretty entertaining. Um, and it's, it's especially different with, so, you know, I'm I'm in a more research, uh, based role right now. And before I was in manufacturing and manufacturing so much more high paced than a research and development kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the chemicals I used to work with in manufacturing were just nasty 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 um like you cover the size of your palm with one of these chemicals and it could cause heart arrhythmia and you could die kind of nasty wow um
0: in my fun stuff in my fake <laughs> but, 80s movie michael keaton was in the helmet for some reason now let's try to figure out through my memory why that is hold on <laughs> i'm gonna guess it's a film called gung-ho where they were making cars. (laughs) And I remember Uh, Michael Keaton in garb slightly like I've described. Gung Ho is not a good movie. Please don't watch it. (laughs) But it was huge in 1986. And now I'm going to Google it to find a picture of him. And with any luck, he's going to have a helmet on and be walking (laughs) through a factory. George yeah. Wendt was in this film. Do you remember George Wendt from Cheers by any chance?
1: It rings a bell.
0: Does it? My memory it. is I can't believe this is what passed for a movie when I was a child and a teen. My kids are watching of, like Infinity War and you know, I'm watching Michael. One Keaton. of my
1: one of my friends' favorite movies, and not sarcastically favorite, but like her actual favorite movie was Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Okay. It's acceptable. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. When I was growing up, this is why like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars was so huge because everything else was just it's like it's like an independent it was film. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like <laughs> four guys talking on screen, and sometimes a, wh- a white lady would wander in and do a little, you know, expository like dialogue, and then leave again. <laughs> she's right it is time for dinner yeah <laughs> things have grown since then uh oh, anyway yeah.
1: well i, I was oh gosh i forget why we were on this topic but um i don't and i were talking and i was, and right. I was like on, they look. could never make a movie like blazing saddles oh today yeah
0: no, no we're not seeing it, any it that. would
1: the the script would be burned <laughs>
0: like we've insulted <laughs> everyone who's alive we can't do that
1: <laughs> can't do that
0: It'll come back around, by the way. I think so. Seriously, the the woke thing will fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and everybody will be like, "Oh, that's funny." Okay.
1: Oh, this is funny again.
0: Yeah, good. It's 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 okay to be funny. (laughs) Nobody means it. Uh, you know, no one's saying you should do that. That's uh, exactly. Definitely could happen. Uh, might not. I might be. You know, I might be old enough to be one of your step. Brothers at that point, but uh, you know, by the time it comes around, but that could be. So I'm remiss here if I don't ask as we're talking about because we were talking about your kind of job because I was wondering if the work you did would interfere with being pregnant at all. It seems Mm -hmm. like you'll be okay. Um, Yeah. Is there any, and this is not why you came on. So I feel bad asking this, but I feel like (laughs) this is where it led us to. Is there any like voice in the back of your head that's like, oh, if I have a baby, I'm going to get divorced? no no, you don't like have like that like like
1: andrew is far too good to let go ever okay so, so you'd he, be the
0: problem if it happened you're saying no, that yeah no, yeah the only pregnancy be
1: issue is the diabetes gotcha it's, it's just freaky to me i just didn't but know no, if, and
0: do you know what i'm saying like yeah you know, like, no no maybe no and
1: andrew's just he is like one of the best men that i not like he's one of the best people i've ever met <clears throat> um and you know he's 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 caring he's smart he's funny and he's the kind of funny that's like it's not obvious right away um but as you as he like warms up to you he starts cracking out these one-liners and um then you realize like oh my god kids hilarious oh. um
0: Phoebe, do you guys like tell math jokes to each other while you're having sex just be truthful <laughs> chemistry actually chemistry okay i wasn't sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i, understand.
1: He, uh, I pref- you know there's a uh a math pickup line and it's like hey girl can i be your derivative so i can uh lay tangent to your curves and my response to that is uh, I'd rather you be my integral so you can take up the space beneath me. <laughs>
0: Everyone, that's how smart people hear humor. Just so <laughs> you know. That's how
1: smart people get
0: pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get pregnant. They make a blueprint first and then they get together and meet a number of different times over Zoom to make sure that it's going to work out. And they plan a day off into the future. And then they also have an extra day in case that day doesn't work. Uh, and yeah. that's it. I, By the way, Thank God people can think like you, or I'd be washing my hair with, you know <laughs> whale fat nah, or I just make still, sure right? no one
1: I just make sure no one gets hurt. And if they do get hurt, I figure out how that happened and make sure it doesn't it happen, happen again., again. Yeah,
0: that's a pretty cool job. Um, it's fun. I enjoy it. I would see it's interesting. I would think you would. my my wife has a job that if she sat and described it to people, most people, I think would be like, Oh, God, I, God, I think that's our horrible. jobs are
1: very similar yeah. in that we're both dealing with federal and state regulations, mm-hmm. and we have to make sure that those regulations are applied and followed. And if something goes wrong, we have to fix it. Essentially, so because yeah. I think you mentioned once she works for like the FDA or something. She
0: she works in um, drug safety. So not right. not for yeah. the government side, but so she, yeah, she very much makes sure that what's happening on the company side is safe for the people who are eventually going to end up with whatever it is they're working on.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's right. very
0: detail oriented and mm-hmm. there's a ton of laws and rules and you kind of need to know them. It's not like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's like a stop sign you can't see you right. have to know it's yeah. there and stop but no one's going to tell you it's not there and if you don't stop they are going to come along and give you a ticket it's a very yeah. interesting um it, set it, of knowledge it, she has yes
1: yeah and i my knowledge bank is oh we need to increase the exhaust velocity because there was an incident that happened in middle of nowhere, Colorado where people were painting and it caught on fire and five people died. So that's what my knowledge bank is, is all of the chemical industries, major accidents for not following safety regulations. Yeah. And
0: you don't have to just know your company. You have to know what's happening everywhere because it might've happened to another company and it would apply to you at some point. And mm-hmm. yeah, yes, interesting. No. And it takes, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I watch my wife work sometimes, especially now she's been, she's been, you know, she took her, she took over our dining room for like the last seven months. Um, there are not a lot of people who could do what she's doing and she's exceedingly good at it. It's, it's really (laughs) like fascinating. I, her brain must be firing a million miles an hour. Um, because if you put me in that job, I would just, I'd be like, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> and, if, and if nobody said anything, I'd be like, huh, must be okay. No one on the All right, call said it's anything. fine then. Move on. <laughs> so, yeah, then five people are dead to painting booth somewhere. Uh you know, <laughs> something like that.
1: Yeah. So well, I mean it it's it'll be fun. So
0: cool. So what do you do um, now? Like how do you manage? What's your gear?
1: Uh so I have a Dexcom and a tandem insulin pump.
0: Are you using the control IQ?
1: Nah, no. it's not aggressive enough for me. It it sets your target at one ten and if you get to ninety it cuts back on your basil. And I'm like, but I, I wanna be at ninety. Don't don't cut back on my basil.
0: <laughs> so just got where I'm going and now you're yeah, making me right? leave. And,
1: yeah. yeah. So I, I found that it just it was too what's the word I'm looking for? It was too non-aggressive. <laughs> you know, it it wants you I mean for I'm sure for people who are like Bouncing all over from 400 to 40 every day, multiple times a day. It's I'm amazing. sure it's like a godsend. Yeah, but I wasn't at that point, and now I'm trying to be like, hey, if I could hang out at 85 all day, I call that a plus. That'd be all right. Um, and for me, I my my issue, like I'm not scared of lows. Mm-hmm. I like I, I know a lot of diabetics are just absolutely terrified of low blood sugars. Right. I don't know if because when I was a kid, I had uh, a number of seizures. Um, I almost had a seizure when I was by myself living in Kentucky, got myself out of that. Um, But lows lows don't scare me, maybe because I've seen the worst. Um, Highs, on the other hand, like I I don't like highs. And lows are easier to fix. You chug your Gatorade, and in about 10 minutes, you're coming back up whereas with a high it's half an hour before the evil, the insulin even starts working uh-huh. and then you know another hour before it peaks and then finally like 2 hours later you're coming down so well, I just think a low is so much easier to fix.
0: It's so funny. I had a question that I knocked out of my own head by laughing. I was going to say something like, I built you up to be fu- uh, smart, and then you said non-aggressive or unaggressive, and I was like, damn it.
1: I'm not she, word smart. She let me
0: down there, <laughs> but but now I'm just wondering if you found yourself on the floor in Kentucky thinking, I am not dying in Kentucky by myself. <laughs> like, no,
1: I, I I thought that. Yeah. Um, what happened was I, I woke up one morning. I'm like, uh-oh. I don't feel good. And I stood up and I had an open container of glucose tabs on my desk. And as I was falling to the ground, I managed to knock the glucose tabs off of the uh, nightstand. And they were about six inches from my face. And I started convulsing. Um, I was completely conscious the whole time, which was bizarre. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I just was like, F? F? this i am not dying in paducah (laughs) and i managed to like like you know in um the princess bride when after he eats the miracle pill he like flings his arm yes (laughs) to like move around i basically did that and i got a hold of like three glucose tabs and shoved them in my mouth and then uh and then i regained motor function and i shoved like 10 more in my mouth and then i called andrew and he's like why are you on the oh, I FaceTimed him he's like why are you on the floor I was like I think I had a seizure but I'm not sure but I don't feel good he was like okay I'm like what are you doing he's like I am getting the number for the paramedics just in case I lose you I was like all righty <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm busy telling Alexa to play low by the Foo Fighters <laughs> we didn't have one of those Uh-oh. at that point that was that was
1: before uh before Alexa.
0: <laughs> I'm just impressed that an engineer had enough hand eye coordination to knock something on the floor as they were falling. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I well, I play soccer. Oh, so okay. Well I'm they don't let you use your hands
0: in soccer though. I was a goalie. Oh. Well get you. You have an answer for every one of my questions. Yes. <laughs> so, I was
1: also concussed once, so maybe that's why I'm not good with words.
0: <laughs> that soccer ball hit you in the head a little too hard.
1: No, someone kicked me in the head.
0: Oh, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: For weeks i was like when are we gonna make up this game that we missed and my teammates were like feeds yeah.
0: you we, missed we it. didn't miss
1: we didn't miss that game yeah. it was like ha ah. we all
0: played it you sat on the side <laughs> and said weird stuff for like an hour and a half
1: <laughs> you, oddly you went back in that was probably not a good idea did
0: you really try to play again
1: uh, my coach put me back in yeah
0: that's not, i saw my uh my son's catcher one time took a foul ball and came right through and hit him in the helmet and oh. he caught a little longer before he came out of the game. And it was a, du- a double header. And I spoke to him hours later after all the games were over. And he's like, I only really remember like the last half hour. What's going on right now? Like he just <laughs> he was gone. He played afterwards for a little while. Doesn't remember playing like anything.
1: No, I, I don't remember anything from that day. And then later I was getting headaches and my mom took me to a doctor and she was like, you know have you had any injuries in the past few months I was like well I was kicked in the head and my mom looked at me because she didn't go to my soccer games because she would panic anytime someone came near me with the ball so I eventually told her I was like you gotta just not
0: come I thought she didn't come because it was soccer no <laughs> Which is
1: no. Like- she she would she would yell like Ooh, watch out oh sweetheart and I would be like mom stop
0: everyone should and know
1: I, and I was like you don't have to come
0: <laughs> yeah just leave her at home
1: and then she was like, Wait, you didn't tell me this? I was like, Oh yeah, I probably forgot. <laughs> I th-
0: I want you and everyone listening to know that at this point in the the life of the podcast, I only tease about soccer because of mm-hmm. one person listening. So <laughs> I'm so excellent. If, so if you're listening still, one former collegiate soccer player who once emailed me and said, Please stop making fun of soccer. <laughs> I'm quite literally just doing it to f- with you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Excellent. It just makes me happy to tease and think that there's one person out there that's like, "Why won't he stop making fun of soccer? It's a nice sport." A, I don't oh, like it. It's like one of the and- <laughs>
1: few sports that women can play where you can still hit each other and it's fine. So, <laughs> what about roller that's derby? Why I I thought about joining a roller derby team uh, when I was in Kentucky because there was nothing else to do. And I thought that would be fun.
0: I got to be honest, if anyone's listening who does roller derby, uh, I would like like you to be on the show. Seriously, I did jujitsu
1: for a little bit, but then I went back on a pump and a CGM. I was like, this is going to get ripped off and they're too expensive.
0: And you just kind of stopped. So yeah. So throughout your life, and we're going to wrap up because we're up on time. But but throughout your oh, life, um, doing regular and MPH as a kid and everything, do you have any recollection for what your A one Cs were back then? You just think were they actually Ugh. under eight, or was that just the goal?
1: Under eight was the goal. I would probably, I was probably floating around eight for most of my childhood. Okay. And then college happened and. I wish I had a Dexcom in college because I hate checking my blood sugar. I loathe it. Some I like, I get that for some people it's automatic and it's no big deal. But for me, I was lucky if I was testing three times a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Cause I just, I hated it and I hated seeing the high numbers and it would be like, I would have a beer and then l- dinner time would come around and I knew I was going to be high because beer has carbs. So I'm just not going to check and I'm just going to dose. Um, And obviously with the Dexcom, that kind of takes care of everything because I can just look at my phone real quick. Um, But yeah, it was, I was happy to be in the eights. I I never got into the double digits, but that was probably mostly luck. And now that I have the data and the technology, you know, I, I can still have like, the snacks and if i if i forget to look at my pump after eating a few crackers i can be like just give that insulin real quick all right i'm 80 oh maybe i'm okay yeah um but back in the day i just loathed checking my blood sugar and that's probably why i was running higher than i could have been
0: hold on a second my wife is irritating me
1: Maybe it's just because we're early in our marriage but Andrew doesn't irritate
0: me. <laughs> she's texting me. She needs to know something, right? Which is fine. And sure. and and I, so she sent me a text which I ignored because <laughs> I'm doing something.
1: We're doing stuff.
0: And now I'm getting you know uh, multiple text messages. So she's setting up a new laptop for work. Her her laptop just died. They sent her another one. She's got to get it set up, right? So mm-hmm. I get a picture of a screen that's asking for our Wi-Fi password, Duh. which, by the way, is the same. You know, I already have to bleep earlier, so I, I, now there'll be a bleep <laughs> during my editing. It's the same <laughs> Wi-Fi password that we've had for 25 <laughs> years. And, uh. and then I get new laptop. So now it's for the picture. My phone yeah. buzzes under my leg. And then it buzzes again because I don't answer the picture. <laughs> then she sends new laptop that buzzes. Then it buzzes a second time. Then it comes in hello. Then I say, I'm recording. And then I send our Wi-Fi password through text, which now I'm assuming the NSA has. And it's <laughs> not going to be long now before Bill Barr is using my Wi Fi. Right. And and so and then she goes, Oh, never mind. I got it. <laughs> been kidding me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was
1: so I've been trying really hard not to swear because I have a mouth like a, a sailor oh, and I grew up for a bit in Boston and you know, in the Philly area. So for me, the, I'm gonna have the kid that teaches all the other kids the swear words. I just know it. Um like watch my child's first word be like or something like that. <laughs> um and I was I was joking in my head before coming on. I was like, oh, we're going to have to make this an after dark because Phoebe has a sailor's mouth. And
0: you thought, see, you did well. I cursed, not you.
1: I know. I was like, oh, once he curses, I'll be good.
0: <laughs> the biggest problem with cursing is that then when I'm editing, I have to stop and bleep it and all that. It just takes more time. Although, yeah, I, know. I mean, if you're going to text me seven times about the Wi-Fi password that you goddamn well know, <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm be upset. Bleep. That's all. <laughs> All right, so hold on one second. So you were saying, wait, if anybody can follow this, they have ADHD, that's for sure. <laughs> Seriously, but but you were you were you were talking about your management, when you, when you were younger, A one C's were where they were. I was wondering, is there looking back, regular and MPH, was there any way to really affect it? Like, how could you have affected it back then? <sighs> I mean, you had a meter, right? But you didn't use it very frequently, if at all. It probably wasn't super accurate i mean
1: when i when i was a young kid it was better because i was more under my parents watch but once i turned like 13 and i was pretty much on my own my checking got a little more lapsed. um but with yeah with regular nph really it was dose eat at the right time dose again eat at the right time so there there really there's not a lot of tweaking you can do with that system it, it's meant to keep you alive it's really not meant to um
0: manage down numbers do, and stuff like that yeah like no. you can now how, how um so when you were speaking about college it was interesting you said something that kind of flared my 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 head a little bit you said uh that you would think, oh, I drank beer, so my blood sugar's high, so I'll just give myself insulin, but would eventually lead to checking. So you had to check, but you were swapping checking to make a good decision for checking to save your (laughs) life when you could have just, like, it reminded me of sleep. Do you ever know somebody who can't sleep on a schedule and you say, they're always tired and they're sleeping Mm -hmm. in and you say, look, if you just went to bed four hours earlier, you'd get up you'd get up four hours earlier, your life would be yeah. on the process of the sun, the way your brain's meant to be, and you'd feel better and etc. You, it, it all makes this, it, it's not like you have to be at a job at one o'clock in the morning. You're just physically making the decision not to go to sleep. Just slide the clock a different way and start over. And similarly, had you just moved the blood sugar check to where it would have been helpful earlier. for you, none of this all would have happened. But And you're a bright person. So my question is, is, why does that not, I don't mean just for you. I think a lot of people struggle with this. Why, Why does that not happen?
1: I, I think I just, I just, it would be like, a, well, I've already messed up this blood sugar. Might as well just lean into it and see if I can maybe fix it later and hope for the best. Because it, it, it was very much a, I don't want to know if I'm high, so I'm just going to ignore it.
0: But eventually, you'll be high, and then you'll have to know.
1: Yeah, I mean, eventually, you'll you'll know just from the way you feel, and but of course, you know, as your blood sugar s- stays elevated, you get a little more used to it being elevated. So, you know, you feel fine, but yeah. you're not fine. Um,
0: you know, you're perfectly describing dieting. <laughs> seriously like you know you get up in the morning and you're like this morning i'm gonna have two eggs and a half a piece of rye toast and a cup of coffee and i'm gonna get then myself gonna together and, and, then, yeah. and you're like you take a bite well, you're like well hell if i'm gonna have a bite i might as well have three waffles somehow that's the leap you, you know right.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's very much that i don't know there i think there's like there's some kind of folly or something that has it has an actual name but i forget what it is but it, it's very much of a well, I already messed up this one time. Might as well just lean into it. I'm trying to
0: figure out what part of the brain lights up for that because it's the same thing, right? Like, so now that I've had the waffles, when lunch comes, I'm not going to have, you know, a water sandwich a with tuna, right? Right. So now I'm like, I ate waffles this morning. So you know we should probably get pizza. And then you know you get pizza, and then you're like popping candy in the afternoon. Then you don't feel well, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't eat like that. And then you know I'm gonna get and up tomorrow and do better. Over. Yeah. And then in the morning you're like, oh, what is it? Two eggs. I'm gonna poach them. I think this time. Little rye <laughs> toast. Blah blah blah. Kid comes running through the room with uh, those little muffins that come in the package that you know oh, aren't God, food, yeah. and you're like, oh, those things are great. You're popping them in your mouth, and the next thing you know, you weigh 65 pounds more than you mean to. Right. So so seriously, I think it's the same thing.
1: It's probably very similar. It it's just a it's it really is a well I already messed this up instead of you know just trying to deal with it and fix it. And you know, as as a kid, like no one likes to see that your blood sugar's high because especially I don't know if it's just from I feel like the the attitude has definitely shifted. Um from when I was younger, but it, it was very much a, that blood sugar is bad. And it means you're not doing, it means you're doing bad with your diabetes. And it was very much not a, okay, this is the number. Let's fix it and move on. Okay. Um, which I think is a much better approach. Yeah. You know, not to assign good or bad to a number. Um, it's just, here's the data. Use the data. And then move on with your life.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I,
1: which is what I'm starting to see, like, more, like, in the chats and, like, the, um, you know, when someone says, like, oh, what's the best piece of advice? Everyone goes, don't assign a moral value to a number.
0: Right. Well, it's also interesting when you're, because you're talking about social media. I also mm-hmm. think that social media draws in people who are in a certain part of the process, too.
1: Yeah. I So that has always been my issue with like joining some of the diabetic groups because you see, you know, you also, and a lot of times it's like the same thing with like Yelp. People don't, people rarely write a good review because they had a great time. They want to write a bad review. So everyone knows that they had a horrible time at your favorite restaurant. Yeah, You know, the people posting online are the, are a lot of times they're, they're in a bad they're in a bad place or they're not taking care of their diabetes or they're just so new and confused it's it's just a lot of negativity sometimes and
0: but it's not and, even the people it's their situation right, I, yeah, right, right. right and and so that's why i mean th- seriously and the- and
1: then and then sometimes i feel like it comes across as judgmental but you know you you see like people's graphs and they're like i was 100 percent in range and i was like yeah but your blood sugar still went to 200 but your in range goes up to 250 like why is it so high you should lower that sucker down see
0: that's their first step their first step yeah. is i i picked a range i stayed in it and then you hope that their next step is to tighten to lower the range. the range yeah yeah right
1: and and then i uh you know and then you get the responses well i don't want the dexcom beeping at me it's like well that's what it's for. <laughs> that's
0: the whole point it of it should
1: beep at you yeah. because if you don't get high, you don't get high. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I my carbon <laughs> monoxide detector uh, woke us up last night. <laughs> it
1: won't stop. It won't stop beeping. I should take the batteries out. By
0: the way, the cat's dead. <laughs> like you know, like so. <laughs> huh. I wonder what that's Why about
1: all the birds did and why am I hallucinating yeah, so how did
0: you fix it well we threw out the carbon monoxide detector it's terrible <laughs> just wouldn't stop beeping no I just it's interesting because if you talk to me or other people who've been around for a really really long time it just cycles online cycles and cycles and mm-hmm. I will have conversations with people and I'll see them pop up in different threads and then one day five six months later they're just gone like you'll see yeah. them talk about how good their blood sugars are and then they'll realize like I can go live my life again. Yeah, and I think that's really amazing. Uh, But it's hard to remember that in the moment because at some point when you've heard your nine millionth person make the same complaint, it takes a special person to go, hey, that's okay, and start from scratch. And I am literally calling myself a special person in this situation because-
1: (laughs) I am the most special. Well, at least
0: (laughs) close to the bestest. And just, just because I have the temperament to not feel like- oh, why do these people, because I realized these people, quote unquote, are not the same people from yesterday. And, right. and, you know, but a lot of, sometimes that doesn't happen. You can see when people reach their social media tipping point because they conflate everyone together into, you oh, know, sure. like one person.
1: But yeah, for for me, it was just, a, it was more negativity than I wanted to deal with. And and I don't know if this was because how I was raised, but a lot of "oh, woe is me, this is the worst." Like, I'm not saying that diabetes doesn't suck because it does. If I had the option, I would totally go like be on the experimental trial for a cure, right? right? Um, or if I what like if I could go back, or if like a genie would pop up and You'd say like, it. "What's your one wish?" I'd be like, "Get rid of type one diabetes." Yeah. Um, You know, like I would totally do that. But once you once you start using the data and figuring things out for yourself, it 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 really is okay. I still have days where something throws me off, or I get a little sick, and like I'm floating in the one fifties, one sixties all day. So then I don't feel so great. Mm -hmm. Or you know, I have Thai food and misjudged it, and now I'm at two twenty. Like it definitely happens, but it those are fewer and further between than when i was a kid
0: i think that's completely possible to 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 manage and to get to i really do
1: yeah Yeah. it's it's like you know like yeah i can't spontaneously just be like i'm gonna go to this place for a week like no i have to pack insulin and i have to pack my pump supplies but i mean you have to pack underwear for a trip it's the same thing
0: it's all in the way you see it. And plus, those <laughs> people didn't have your dad who was like, hey, look, you're going to do this by yourself. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it, it's like sometimes I read like how like sometimes I hear like how involved you are with Arden and I'm like, I think it's great. But at the same time, in the back of my head, like if Scott was like, if he had to get surgery for a day, right, and he couldn't answer, like, would she, would she be OK? Yeah, she'd like, be could fine. Could she handle it?
0: Yeah, she'd be fine. Just, I'm I'm sure yeah. because
1: I'm sure you're teaching her as like you're helping her, you know, with uh, hey, we should give this. Um, but you know, it's it's all of that, uh, well, she's gonna leave the house and not too long and she's gonna go to middle of nowhere, Kentucky, where there's not gonna be a good Wi Fi signal. And
0: yeah, exactly. you yeah. know. So <laughs> all right, Kentucky. Get better Wi Fi in case my kid wants to go to college there. That's where step one. <laughs> All right. Well, Phoebe, you were really delightful. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had, it was fun. I had a really good time. I liked uh, when I said we're coming up on time, and you were like, "Really?" And I was like, "Oh, that's good news," because you weren't because you weren't sitting over there going, <laughs> I'm, "Oh, my God, this I'm is chatty." Forever. So <laughs> no, you're, you're chatty. You were very chatty, <laughs> which is perfect, by the way.
1: Which is great for a podcast. Really?
0: Yeah. yeah. There's been a couple of people over the years who were just. I'm like, please say more words, please. I'm running out of. Sh- to say you gotta say something
1: we're there's a lot of dead space kai (laughs) when you
0: start when i start running out of words you're in trouble (laughs) because i can talk forever so true oh cool well seriously thank you so much first i want to thank phoebe because she was terrific and then i want to thank the contour next one blood glucose meter because it's terrific and you can find out more about how terrific it is at contournext.com forward slash juicebox and to my longest standing sponsor, Omnipod. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Find out if you're eligible for that free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash at Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. There are links to these and all of the sponsors at juiceboxpodcast.com or right there in the show notes of your podcast player. Are you not listening in a podcast player? You should be. It's a really easy way and free way to listen. And of course, wait a minute. I'll just let the music drift off here. If you're looking for a way to support the show, it's simple. Share it with someone who you think might be interested. Subscribe in the app you're listening in or follow. Like if you're in Spotify, follow. If you're in Apple Music, I think it's... If you're in Apple Podcast, I think that's follow now. Some of them are subscribed. Just subscribe or Follow subscribe or follow, tell somebody about the show, leave a great review wherever you listen. These things would be incredibly helpful. And if you'd like to join up with other listeners and talk about diabetes, there's a Juicebox Podcast private Facebook page that is there for you to use as you will. I believe 12,000 users right now and growing every day. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. And of course, supporting the T1D Exchange, by joining their registry and answering their quick survey, also supports the show. And this ends the how to support the podcast portion of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast.